I was disappointed, you know, they, they didn't tell me how to fly this freaking horse. Yeah, I mean, but this book is about creativity and we will be, we will have today a very creative session or a very creative podcast. Yeah, I can feel that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I appreciate your enthusiasm. I'm going to just be, you know, <laughs> jamming the open offices. No, because just, just destroy this, destroy this, man. Hello, I'm Michael. I'm Radek. And this is The Podcast. A sounding board for interesting ideas and insights. We discuss books we read and want to share with you. As well as technology and productivity, which is what we do by day working on our app, Nosby. Or whatever else comes to mind. Yeah, but today we talk about a book. A book. The book. <laughs> about the horse and horse riding. Yeah? No. Is it about horse riding? <laughs> Not really. The book? <clears throat> yeah. We're talking about the book which mentions a horse in the title and then never mentions the horse again. Yeah. Yeah, that's strange. Yeah. So, I mean, you should introduce the book because uh, you you asked me to read it and uh, thank you for that. But you just finished reading it. You remember it better than I do. <sighs> All right. <laughs> anyway, the book is How to Fly a Horse, which is, of course, a very useful skill you know, if you want to fly horses. Mm -hmm. And especially for me, you know, that I have uh, my third daughter right now born and my two older daughters right now are pre are playing with Pegasus and all these things. So, like, it's really relevant to my life, you know, how to fly a horse. Uh-huh. Um, but it's not about flying a horse, is it? Not really, no. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but really, my girls still play Lego with the Lego elves and they have all these horses flying there. So it's really... Oh, sorry, Lego elves? Lego elves, yes. There's a new whole collection Lego elves. Right now, my my seven year old is 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 crying to for us to buy her a Lego elf's castle. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, but we get distracted with Lego again. That's, exactly. That's, <laughs> yeah. That happens surprisingly often. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I know this secret that if, if I mention Lego, then you, you get totally distracted. So, <laughs> all right. So, um, getting back to our book, How to Fly a Horse. Who was the author again? Uh, Kevin Ashton? Kevin Ashton, yes. Yeah. Again, uh, so uh, the book is about creativity, about creative process, and about, mm. uh, uh, about what it takes to be creative, uh, mm -hmm. who can be creative and who cannot be creative, mm -hmm. um, and, and all these things. I mean, creativity um, uh, in general, and yeah. our misconceptions about creativity as well. Yeah, the, the subtitle of the book is The Secret History of Creation, Invention, and Discovery. Not so sure about secret history, but yeah, it is about, like, just broadly speaking, creativity, you know, creation, invention, discovery. That's That would be a good way to describe it. And I, th I think the most interesting thing about the book is, you know, as it tells its stories, it it challenges some common notions about the nature of creativity uh, the many romantic notions about how creativity works, um, the misconceptions that are very, uh, you know, deeply entrenched in our in in pop culture, and shows that no, actually, this, you know, creation is something else. It's it doesn't work the way you think it works. Well, anyway, what I wanted to mention is it's, it's I think our my second or third book now that has so many stories. I mean, they, um, like, 
I think the books I read before didn't have that many stories. I mean, this one, uh, the uh, the smarter, faster, better had lots of stories, like stories that seem like the funny part is when you read a book like this, th th these stories when they start telling the story, they seem irrelevant for me sometimes. I mean, sometimes I'm just listening. I'm like, why, why this now? Mm. And and then the author gets to the you know to to the why and everything. But uh, did you have the same like? Um... Yeah, uh, actually, I, I I have and I have noticed it, and I, I think that's good. Uh, yeah, we are wired. Our brains are wired to like stories. Stories mm. are engaging, and if you can 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 tell something uh, interesting or important through the lens of a story, if you can like use it as a metaphor or an example or a use case, it it tends to stick much more uh, in my mind. And reading of such a book, which is like told through stories, tends to be much more interesting. So I, I had the same thing. Um, like, and, and, you know, not just the books you mentioned, but like uh, The Gene, for example. And that was a, a long book. It was like 19 hours of an audiobook. And it was just just super cool to, to listen to. It was like so good. And it was told through stories. Yeah, and, and you know when you listen to these stories, and some some stories are really like 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 stories that you vaguely remember from somewhere, or like you know are, like, yeah. that you seem to know but not really entirely. Then now I I feel like after reading these books and 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 getting all these stories, I feel like you know smarter because I know all these stories and I I, I like I like I know history or something. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> like um, yeah. Yeah, that, we'll mention that in the in the future. But really, not only they help me, as you said, they rewire me better and help me understand things better. But also, they um, I don't know. Sometimes I, I, I've and of and of course, what they do is they make the book more engaging because because you want to know what's happening in the story. So like I'm listening to a nonfiction book with lots of stories, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, I don't know. It, it it feels also more engaging. So right, but we get distracted again. Yeah, but uh, it was like something I wanted to mention. All right, let's get to the clue of the book. Yeah, so uh, I mentioned that it um, kind of tries to dispel many myths about creativity, and I think the the biggest of those is this this notion of of a of a um, inside this 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 magical inside that you're you're just um, you know you're. Uh, you wake up one morning with a fully formed idea, and now you know, and and, and you you write down your your book or Eureka. you yeah you you just you just had this this um, this light bulb you know light up in your you know above your head, and now you get it, and this is just that's that's not that's not how it works. It, it's not, but it's it's just so pervasive um, across um, uh, just the pop culture, right? Like in, in movies and like cartoons, it's like, it's just, there's nothing and then there's bling and now you have, you know how to do something, right? Yeah. It's, uh, it doesn't this, work this way. Is this notion of the overnight success, 10 years in the making thing, you know? Yeah, so, except... They don't talk about the ten years in the making. No, you talked about the one night that, that it happened. Yeah. So uh, that's the thing, you know. So um, uh, just like uh, uh, I mean, just like your app, Tadam, you know, the other day, you know, uh, four years of, of of the app being on the market, and now you know, all over the internet, all the reviews and everything. Yeah, <laughs> he's the overnight success. Yay! Um, 
yeah, the app is four years on the market. I mean, seriously. So um, uh, the <laughs> uh, the thing is that um, so spoiler alert for everyone. Uh, if, I mean, all these books that we read can be summed up in, in like in one sentence. And I think for for this book, uh, everybody can be creative. I mean, I, I mean, this would be my sum. Like, how how would you sum it up? Um, I would say maybe creative thinking doesn't exist. Hmm. No, I, I like the positive thing, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I like the positive. Um, uh, uh-huh. Everybody can be creative. Or creation can happen to everyone. Or you can be creative. No. No? Well, no. anyway, um, this book repeats what other books like, already have said in, in some ways. So, so uh, like this fact that, um, I don't remember which one was that, that um, the best work happens when you have when you do, do lots of work mm-hmm. that was in the originals exactly originals so what i what i like here is that uh, one of the things that he said in the book was it's all about the steps not leaps one mm-hmm. step at a time right yeah i i think the the phrase he used was success is measured in number of steps not number of leaps oh yeah and that leaps of achievement is not the same as leaps of thinking Exactly. Right. It's 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 iterative. It it just takes it takes so much time, right? It's it it takes iteration. It, it, it's again like it it's not like you have this insight. You 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 wake up one morning and you know how to do something. No, you you iterate, and it takes time, right? Or, or like you or, or this phrase, uh, standing on the shoulders of of giants, uh, which is which is good, but an even better one that he proposes standing on the shoulders of generations, right? Because the, the giants stand on the shoulder of their giants, exactly. right? It's, it's all like we all build on top of what's already there and on top of what we've already done. And it, it takes time and iteration. Yeah, and um, uh, yeah, one of the other phrases that I, I remember was creative process is a result of deliberate work. It's not epiphany, but continuous process. Right, mm. so something mm-hmm. that you like mentioned the epiphany, and um, uh, and also this notion that you know that when you wake up in this morning and you get this big idea that you're mm-hmm. just the one, you get the big idea. Nobody right. else in the world has the same idea as you. Like you have the big idea, right? Uh, but he mentions that no, lots of people have the same idea at the same time because lots of people walk the same path as you yes. do or similar path as you do because they iterate they do you know similar things and mm-hmm. they get to the same idea this is how they get to the same idea right the history of invention and science showed this over and over and over and over again uh, simultaneous discovery is a very real phenomenon because it's you know you you, you might have to be you know really smart or whatever to to get there but you you're you're not a magic snowflake. It, you're building on top of what's already in the world, the state of technology or the state of science. And and very, very often, two or more people uh, hit the, the same combination of ideas at roughly the same time. And it's, it's perfectly normal. Yeah, that, that, that's why we mustn't believe anymore in, in this, you know, creative individuals who are creative and that you know right. somebody is special or chosen to be creative you know 
No, somebody chose, chose themselves to actually walk a path to go and to create and to work. And then, mm-hmm. and then when they do that, they discover something or, or you know, discover a part of something. And um, usually, as you said, discover part of something which was based on part of something by somebody else, right? <laughs> yes. And, and I can see that, for example, um, in, like in, in our in the industry, for example, also in, in, in code or in, in um, you know, uh, especially, you know, when you, when you have all these frameworks, you know, for, 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 um, for programming languages that um, maybe somebody, you know, invented a framework, but there are other guys really f- happily joining because they had a similar idea and then the framework becomes, you know, big because like, there are people who share the same idea and walk the same path and make it just better. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, there are so many examples. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So many examples. One insight I, I really liked, I already mentioned, but haven't explained is, is this notion that creative thinking uh, doesn't exist, that insights don't really exist, that it, 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 it's, not, it's not magic, okay? Creative thinking is, is just ordinary thinking, okay? Creation is, is, a, is a product of this thinking, but there's nothing extraordinary about creative thinking. Creativity is just problem solving, okay? You observe, uh, it's observation and, and deduction, right? You see what's in front of you, 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 you reject things which you already know are impossible and you take one step, you, you poke and prod, you see um, what's right and with these steps you inevitably uh, eventually step on the right answer and sometimes novel answer. But, but, but there's, there's nothing extraordinary about it and it, it was a good reminder of that and, and now when I observe my my insights, um, you know, because I, I rejected this 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 pop culture notion of of creativity and and noticed that that it's it's just problem solving, it's just regular thinking. Uh, then I I observe this when I have an insight. It's actually oh okay, I see why I came up with this idea. It's because I already had this in front of me. I already tried those. I already rejected these others these other ideas because I already knew or tried them and because I iterated and it was inevitably it was inevitable that I I got there but there was nothing magical about it it was just regular thinking it was observation and deduction yeah I um, um, something that you you stressed a lot um, uh, especially you and 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 Radek, our designer um, uh, when we prepare for the design fight that we should really prepare an idea you know mm-hmm. and and um, the other day I was preparing my, uh, I was late, but I, anyway, I was preparing my, my stuff, my, something that I, my contribution. And uh, one of the reasons I was late was because I was, I underestimated the time I would, I would need to create the idea, right? Because mm-hmm. I thought I'm going to just, you know, write this down. I have a vague idea of what I want, you know, to write down and present. You know, it's going to take me one or two hours or maybe three hours tops, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then yeah. I started digging deeper and digging deeper and digging deeper. And, I, and, and in the end, what happened was my idea was a lot better. I got to, I mean, I, I created something totally different than I, I mean, not totally different, but a lot different from what I, you know, initially thought I would create. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think it's more brilliant. But it wasn't brilliant because I was brilliant or I was creative or whatever. No, because I spent more hours than I thought I was. I spent more hours digging deeper. I spent more hours studying yeah. different things, different concepts, you know, and taking the thing from a different angles. And then suddenly, you know, 
these other doors opened and these other you know ideas popped up and and and, and then suddenly you know like this thing you know became bigger but in the end it became better and uh, and i was creative but i was creative because i spent the hours to do it and right you, you you it didn't just happen it was real actual work yep oh yeah <laughs> right Oh yeah. Oh, and, and by the way, we should mention because we always forget when we mention Radek that Radek is not me. I'm one Radek. He's other have, Radek. Yeah, we have actually three Radeks in the company. Yeah, uh, that's confusing. We, it's confusing. We one Radek is a developer. Uh, one Radek. Uh, the second Radek is also a developer. You, and then there is a, a, a Radek who is our chief designer. So yes. uh, on the design fight, we have two Radeks. We have you and the chief designer. Yeah, just to make things more confusing. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's why we call you Raju, to, to have a distinction. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's only uh, decipherable for Polish people, so... Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, and, and, but, but, but also what I wanted, wanted to mention when we talk about, and, and that's why, for example, we changed a little bit the, the, the structure of design fights, that, that for the design fight, we have to have really prepared problems and prepared solutions, prepared, mm-hmm. you know, things uh, before we discuss them. And what I really liked this time was that you did an awesome work with one of the concepts that we were working on. Mm-hmm. And, and then later, during Design Fight, when I was you know, reading it and, 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 and studying it, uh, another idea came up uh, based yes. on your idea, like you know, standing mm-hmm. on the shoulders of giants. Yeah. And, and it was easier for me to form the idea because you already discarded lots of, ide- lots of ideas. Mm-hmm. So I was, it was... It was really, like, you know, another idea, like the new idea wasn't really that new. It was like a derivative of your ideas, but yeah. it was easy to form it because you've already done the prep work, you know. And, and it was easier for you to notice it than for me because you you didn't make it. You didn't spend time, you know, just just in it. So you noticed something else. But then exactly. you you fed this like back to, to the machine and, and now I can spend time working on it to see how it works yeah yeah and that's why i i, I loved it so much you know and um the one thing that the book mentioned of, of as well was that brainstorming actually is overrated and yeah, brainstorming it's and you know overrated and that creating ideas in a group you know in a group meeting is overrated it doesn't it doesn't work no exactly and that's true because I mean, so this example that we just mentioned that I came up with an idea based on your ideas and your preparation, your prep work was it wasn't like it wasn't brainstorming that we were coming up with the idea on the spot no. uh, on the on the thing. No, we were already discussing this idea uh, and then you prepared lots of work. You know, you, I, I took it in and then I came up with the idea based on all the thing in the past. Uh, and mm-hmm. but I still it's not like my idea is it's it's done deal. We we wrote, wrote it down. Now we're going to study this idea and we'll see yeah. if it actually sticks. Uh, but the thing was, uh, as you said, your work enabled me to to see something. Yeah. And but it wasn't like live brainstorming. You know, it wasn't like let's come up with creative ideas for this thing. No. Mm-hmm. Um, the book says, which is totally convenient for me and about our no office you know, work <laughs> and about no office you know, structure, is that working alone is good. Working in a group is not good. You know, sharing ideas with the group, prepared ideas, and, and getting feedback is good. But it's a yeah. different thing than creating ideas together. Because right. actually what happens is that you want to be focused, deep work, and really you know, do your stuff, and then you want the feedback loop. But but exactly. you need time to develop your ideas alone. 
Yeah, I've been observing this for for a long time. I, I totally agree. It's like most of the work, um, most of the creative work, uh, just just has to be solitary, because you you can't just get deep enough analyzing, observing uh, in a group. It's distracting. No, you need focused, deeply focused time for this, right? And so. The, the way I, I tend to think of it is it's this feedback loop, right? It's this 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 wave, this process of analysis and synthesis, right? You have someone work alone, um, deeply, you know, trying to work on the problem, and then what we do on design fight, design fight is this weekly feedback loop for uh, in our in our process that uh, there's there's two things that it does it. It uh, you know everyone takes it in and gives feedback, uh, which is one thing, and and sometimes from it stem new ideas. But it's not like we we sometimes would do it in the past and it it never worked. That we would just sit together in a circle and brainstorm, right? And and that was just so useless because it was such a waste of time because we would the the quality of these ideas would would not be that good. But what what is good is to get f- feedback to gather more information more ideas, more points of view, and sometimes just just little slivers of new ideas, right? But then take this and and get back to to the analysis part, to the solitary work part, and work on the problem some more. Yeah, and again, it was mentioned in the previous books that this is the whole confusion with open offices, you know, and I'm going to just be, you know, (laughs) jamming the open offices. No, just just destroy this, destroy this, man. So, So, again... Open offices is a stupid idea. You know, we have the creative, you know, thinking we want to be together and brainstorm ideas, blah, blah, blah. No, you don't want that. What you want is continuous feedback loop with your people. So this is what we established with our design fight. We have a regular meeting every Wednesday and we know that it's our feedback loop. We always get this feedback loop. So we better be prepared and we have the feedback loop. And it's the same. Design offices in a way that people have place to work alone, to work focused, but that they meet on the corridors that they meet in cafeteria, they meet by the coffee and then they exchange ideas, you know, mm-hmm. make them exchange ideas. That's tr- that's good because when they exchange ideas and they have this, these feedback loops, then they will be more, more creative. And uh, even and, and, and the, the, like in the other book, there was this, this, uh, this notion that actually having companies from different industries in one office actually is, is even better because then people from different, you know, mm-hmm. industries exchange ideas uh, and they get... Yeah. They get totally different perspectives, which is really good. But again, putting them together side by side, you know, next deck, yeah. one desk next to, to another is a stupid idea. Good idea is to help make them mix, make them mix, you know, in between work, in between the sessions of deep focused work. And this yeah. is the whole notion and the whole, you know, stupid idea of open offices and creative offices. Okay, so, so may, maybe the phrase I would use to describe this book is invention takes time. Right. Huh. That's better. That's right. Better. You, you try and you fail and you fail and you fail again. And all that's left is work. Right. Lots and lots of work. And creation is not inspiration, it's execution. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you have to be comfortable with this. Right. Not, not, not feel like, you know, you, you either get this, this brilliant insight. And that's that, and that's the end of the beginning and the end of your work. That's like all finished product. And if you don't get this magical 
moment of inspiration. That's because you're a failure and you're not talented, and and that's an, that's 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 it. No, it's it takes time. It just takes a lot of time. Which is why it's um, like, for example, I, I like the, the idea of Wright brothers who who you know who flew um, the bike, not the horse, but the bike. <laughs> so. What happens was that 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 like I, I like the, like this explanation that Wright brothers focused on just step by step how to f- fly a bike, you know, how to fly a bicycle, and like they were doing everything, you know, to fly the bicycle step by step, uh, learning everything and doing it again step by step with lots of work, and they managed they managed to fly a bicycle and to create first airplane, and um, first kind of an airplane, and so it wasn't like you know epiphany the Wright brothers, you know. In, in sync, they woke up in the morning and they're like, we know how to fly. Let's do it. Right. No, it, it, was, it was just like a deliberate process, lots of work. Uh, and this stupid notion, if you think about it, you know, to fly a bicycle, but they managed. So, um, and, and then later, their, you know, their invention, their creation was the giant for everything else. Yeah. Exactly. And everything, uh, everyone else then stood on the shoulders of, generations exactly and this is what happened then later and now and now uh, we live in europe where i fly with you know ryanair everywhere in the in, in europe for almost free for pennies, and yeah. i just take it for granted and when i'm you know when my plane is late 20 minutes i'm annoyed you know and i just yeah. travel 3000 miles you know <laughs> like it's it's and now it's now it's not even amazing for me anymore right but it yeah. should be <laughs> yeah, when I when I flew to WWDC from Warsaw to San Francisco, uh, the first plane was like twenty minutes late, which meant I I couldn't catch my second plane, and I was late in San Francisco for like two or three hours, which was not a big deal, but I was still entitled to like three hundred euros of con- of compensation because European Union. Right. We just take it for granted that you know we're so entitled to 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 money to lots of money because we're like three hours late to fly halfway across the world yeah <laughs> seriously <laughs> now for me for me for me like, like flying is like a teleport you know it's like like, like a giant tube you just get in there and you get out in a totally different place it's mm-hmm. just for me it's, it's like it's still amazing well anyway um continuing the the notions from the book because there's yes. a few more gems that i wanted to mention Go on. For example, confidence is bridge, certainty is a barricade. Mm-hmm. I really like that because, like, if you're confident in your idea, you know, and you, you're confident you're going to get it, then you're going to search for all the ways to get it done. But if you're certain, uh, certain blocks you because if you're certain about something, uh, what happens is that you don't accept other ideas or other solutions or other um, ways. You just say, you know, this is my way, this is the good way, you know, all the other you ways. You become stuck. Yeah, so you're stuck. So that's why the confidence, uh, I mean, certainty is barricade. Confidence is what gets mm-hmm. you through all your problems or your mistakes or your missteps, you know, everything to, to you know, because you're confident you're going to get it. You're confident you're going to find it. Uh, yeah. But but certainty is really bad. It's really, uh, it's it's... It's like you think you're a know-it-all. It's like this whole thing with mm-hmm. the ego and everything else. Like mm-hmm. you know, uh, and this is why it's 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 it, it's not a good thing for a creative process. Right. Uh, the way I I would describe confidence. Confidence is is comfort. It's mm-hmm. this this psychological comfort that 
you don't know and it's okay and you you push through and try things you're you're confident uh that you'll get there but you don't know uh but certainty is when you get stuck and and believe you you already know even though you don't right uh, it's like there was examples like uh mars canals some people know about that are like you know psychics that they're so certain of their abilities and yet they're wrong and i think two episodes ago i, I stressed so much the importance of um knowing about biases like um uh, survivorship bias, and that's another one, uh, confirmation bias. Uh, when you become certain, uh, you will reject any evidence to the contrary. You start filtering the information you get in to avoid cognitive dissonance and only confirm what you already believe. Uh, so, y- you know, confidence is good, but, you know, y- you should have, like, red alert, you know, uh, bells ringing uh, when you start to feel certain. Yeah, when I, when, I, when I was doing an interview with Seth Godin uh, for Proactive Magazine, he, he told me this, this thing that whenever, whenever, whenever he feels a rejection or he feels that something is, you know, is, is exactly not like he, he, he thought it would, mm-hmm. it motivates him to, to actually, I mean, it's for him, it's a, it's a green sign. I mean, in green, you know, um, a signal, not a red one. It's like, okay. This means I have to dig deeper there because I, 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 I feel like rejecting this idea. So I have to just check it out. You know, I feel like it, it's mm-hmm. for him, like the sign right, right, that he's right. doing a good work, that he's actually pushing through something that is very, very uncomfortable for him, that he's, you know, that he's, that he's, yeah. he's like passing this milestone. Yeah, that's actually one of the big ideas I, I learned from, from Seth Godin. Uh, become sensitive to discomfort. And when you mm-hmm. notice discomfort, Go in, go in its direction. Exactly. Because it like when you become like irrationally uh, uncomfortable with something, it's it's you know it's a sign that that you're you're somehow stuck in in your in your mind, and you should check it out to see what's what's really true. Exactly. Exactly. So they, this reminded me of of, of Seth. <laughs> yeah, it really reminds me. Uh, originals talked about you know cultures and not cults. Uh, in in organizations, right, mm-hmm. and it's applicable to both like companies and, and individuals. You you have to like it's it's good to to believe in, in in something and and feel like you you know some things that others might not. Like we we talk about no office and asynchronous work, and we we talk about our our, our values and they're important to us. Uh, but one of perhaps the most important like meta value uh, that I think we're pretty good at is the one of always questioning. Mm-hmm. Because when you stop questioning, you start believing that uh, your way, like you, you, you know it all and you're right and others are wrong and you have to go on the, uh, on the, on the quest to evangelize everyone and prove them wrong. Uh, and you might miss out on the fact that you might be wrong, right? And but when you have this this piece of of you, and when you have like make it r- really stress the point in organizations that you always have to question your assumptions, and like especially in organizations as new people come in who are not yet are not yet convinced of 
of your ideas and they come in and they start questioning because you tell them they have to question, you constantly reassess uh, if you're right. And you'll never be perfect, but this way you'll get as close as you can get to to being right when you always question and and never feel so certain that you're right. Yeah. Uh, although recently what I've discovered was that uh, in our uh, work, sometimes um, uh, questioning goes, uh, goes too far or too early. Like, for example, uh, uh. There, is a, like, there is a task for a person and this person has to complete the task. But this person is, is, is new to the process, for example. So like, mm-hmm. before actually starting the task, it's already, he's already or she's already questioning the task before trying out exactly before trying out yeah that's a very good point which is actually not good because you know uh, we also have in values that we trust each other right so this person like like we should assume that the person who's do, who's creating the task for the other person didn't wake up in the morning and say how to, how I'm going to like make this one this this person's life miserable no they wanted <laughs> they wanted a task from this person they wanted something something to to be done so and, and sometimes people just, you know, f- like fire the gun too early. They should mm-hmm. s- start doing something or do something like what they were supposed to do and then give feedback if, if they really feel it was wrong or it was not right or they would have done it differently, which is a useful feedback. But, you know, without your experience of doing something, it's sometimes very hard So uh, to, 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 to question the idea. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So, so here's an insight. So in a way... If you question too early, you you don't question at all because if you start questioning too early, you're you're, you're questioning from the position of what you already think you know, and so exactly. you never experiment enough to question your assumptions in the first place. And you make the life of person who actually asked you to do something like more difficult because then they have to explain to you and whatnot, and and of course they can, but it's you know it's it's not it's not execution, it's talking. Which is which was already mm-hmm. mentioned in the book that you know talking, um, doing by talking is not really good. Doing by executing is really better. So that's why um, what I found out recently, also in my company, in our company, is that sometimes people just question too early, and they should mm-hmm. first do something and then they question and then give feedback, which is good, which we want because we don't want to make the same mistakes again. But yeah. without your experience, uh, questioning is a, a little bit, I think, too much about your ego and not about really what's. Ah to be done right 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 because it's about iteration right if if you try something even if you're not so sure it's a good idea but you try it out or at least explore it like think about it a bit more deeply before questioning then you you actually have more information right you you you've iterated and you've gotten closer to the right answer but when you you just start from the assumption that I don't feel that's right, and so like I'm going to reject this uh, immediately, that's not good. But uh, that's actually the same thing as when you write. You know, the the, the book also uh, talked about this. Like there, there's no writer's block. There's only write what I like block. Yeah. Right. You, like writer's block is not really real. It's just that when you hold yourself to this too high standard that. Uh, that everything you that that will come out of your 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 uh, your pen or the digital equivalent will be gold from the first draft, uh, then you get blocked because it will never be that, right? And if you believe that creation only happens in a month of inspiration, 
You'd be led to believe that writer's block is real, right? But when you when you realize it's iterative, you write something or you consider something even though you feel like this is wrong, but you don't question too early, right? Exactly. You first make a draft or first, you know, read through, you know, maybe you're reading a book and you're not so convinced, but you you read until you have enough information um, to actually question, right? And when you write, you make you write the first draft, and only then you you let your critics out and you revise and edit and start again. Very very good parallel. A very good very good uh, very good insight. Exactly because what the what the writer's block do, block does is you reject your work outright before actually you know doing the work. You know, yeah, <laughs> because exactly. okay, oh, okay, okay. The first sentence may be may not be up to your standards, or the second one, or the third. But then you know you get like it, you know I, I like this phrase also here in the book: success doesn't strike, it accumulates, right? So so it's 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 you know, there's no one you know as I said, as we said light bulb or you know lightning or whatever it accumulates. Mm-hmm. It's just it just takes time. So and very often there's also when you create. I mean we know this. There is a warm up phase. Right, you know, the first few minutes you you're really bad, but then you warm up, you're better, you're better, you get better because you keep yeah. working. I think that's why I got better at writing over the last year or two, because I I've been writing enough and often, um, mostly not publicly, but just you know journaling or whatever. I, I've been writing enough to to get comfortable with this idea that I just write and it you know. If I'm going to publish a blog post, it will go through a few rounds of iteration, and sometimes I'll rewrite parts of it. But I don't, I don't get, I don't tend to get blocked because I just write. And mm-hmm. if if I can't, I'll start outlining and then start you know writing sentences against the outline, and then I can revise. That's okay. But you know, there's also this phrase I love in the book. There is no before I begin, only a failure to begin, right? Oh, yeah. You just start. You just start. Uh, he, and another one which I liked. Um, your first draft will be average and dull, but what makes it beautiful is that it breaks in the empty page. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like when I, when I was writing, for example, my, my big blog post about our TGIF policy, I, mm-hmm. I, wrote, I rewrote it several times. But I was, I knew that, okay, I'm going to write now and I'm going to write and I know that I'm going to review it. So there's no problem. I mean, let's, like, let's keep rolling. I'm going to review this. So even if like this paragraph is not, you know, up to my standards or up to my ideas, I'm going to review this. So this is, you know, it's not a big deal. So I just write and, and just, this helps so much. I also, it makes me more confident, you know, mm-hmm. in my writing because I know I'm going to review this. So, you know, I, I have, again, I have. I know I will have to dedicate time to reviewing this, yeah. and it's not like exa- exactly. It's not like I'm going to write now, right now because I have this inspiration, and 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 it's going to be just perfectly right from the beginning. You know. Yeah, and and this confidence in your abilities that with iteration you'll get there uh, m- creates this this intellectual safety in which you can just write because you know it doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect. You can just write, and then you can revise and rewrite, start from scratch, and that's okay. Um, and and you know, getting there um, uh, was the whole you know was the whole story about Woody Allen and uh, Woody Allen that Woody Allen doesn't like the the, the, the recognition, he doesn't like the, the awards, mm-hmm. he 
because he, he got lots of Oscars, he never picked them up. Like, he's just doing it for doing it. Like, he, he's doing his work because he likes doing his work. And this is another thing which, which is really important when you think about it, you know, which is what I've been, you know, also saying in my book about passion, um, seven types of passion, is that when you do something that you love, you, you focus on the work and you get, as you said, you get better, but mm -hmm. you also enjoy it more. And when you enjoy it more, you get even better. And, mm -hmm. uh, and then you don't care really about, you know, how many hits this blog, po blog post will get or how many, you know, how I mean, people like recognition. That's good. But, but for you, the most important part becomes the creation, right? And, mm -hmm. and, 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 and doing things. And um, uh, I am results-oriented, so I think the results are also important. So, you, you know, you, you want to have a good results. But... But I think what, 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 what um, Woody Allen tries is to block himself out from the critics just to make sure that uh, somebody else's opinion doesn't influence his work. Uh, and, and, and I think he's deliberate about asking people for feedback because he asks people yeah. for feedback that he really cares about and he doesn't want people who, who he doesn't care about to give him feedback because he's afraid that this kind of you know, not good feedback might influence his work. I think the the big thing here, uh, the important nuance, is the difference between the moment of creation and the moment of assessment, right? Because uh -huh. when you write this blog post, of course you'll check how well it it did, mm -hmm. because you don't have time to write all the blog posts you want. You you want to see what works, what doesn't. Uh, try to like, you know, gather feedback from from stats or from whatever. Uh, but that's different from the moment of creation when you are, you know, sitting in front of your editor or, uh, you know, when you're writing or designing or programming. And, and then you don't care about that because at that moment yeah. you just create and you, you, don't, you don't let external feedback, um, you know, be, become, uh, you know, block you and, and, and destroy your, your intellectual safety. Okay, so it's like when you create, you don't want this. Uh, you, you you are not creating for the recognition. You're, right. you're you're creating because you believe in something, because you're confident, because you want to do something, you want to explore an idea, right. and then once it's done, you once check how, how it went. Yeah, once it's done, you see was it actually good, right? But when you create, you don't care. Another thing that I really like here, liked, uh, which I really liked uh, here, and uh, uh, Radek the other. Radek designer was 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 sometimes um, uh, uh, blaming me for was the idea of show me, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, sometimes he was really uh, annoyed because um, uh, I always asked him like uh, he pre presented an, an, an idea to me uh, like, like a design and I said to him yeah I really like this uh, sh show me two more mm -hmm. and he was like what this is brilliant no show me two more this is good mm -hmm. but uh, I, and. And I think it can be done differently. And uh, no, no, it can't be. Show me. And okay, it's a little bit different. But I wanted to. I always wanted to um, uh, to see if something can be explored differently by just showing, not by just talking about it. You know, by not by discussing this and and then arguing about it. And this is what, re mm -hmm. what really is 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 um, uh, present in this book is the idea that instead of arguing about something, just show them. Like show me. And this is what mm -hmm. we do, for example, right now in our design fights. That you know, instead of arguing about an idea, this idea is stupid. Show me, you know. And then we exactly. explore the idea. We 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 um uh, uh, 
we dive into deep in deeper and we show it to the others yeah. next week and then we see if actually the idea makes sense or not but we don't discard it outright we don't you know argue this is a stupid idea and we just say show me and it's also a sign of intellectual safety right when when a a manager a, a boss says show me it it means uh, I might not think it's a good idea, uh, but I might be wrong, so I'm okay with that, right? And th- th- there was a the notion in the book that in companies it's it's often the the middle managers who don't have intellectual safety, and mm-hmm. and so when when they are challenged with creativity, with ideas, and people who break the mold, uh, they reject them outright because that that makes they, that makes them feel threatened, right? And they don't think something is a good idea, so they just reject it. But when you have the intellectual safety and, and, and you have this this um, confidence in, in, in the creative process, then you don't assume you already know everything. You, you don't, you're not certain. No, you, you know that you don't know. And so when some, someone, you know, gives you an idea that, you might not agree with um just you know show me you know have someone bring evidence or show an example or try to design explore an idea and write it up and that's a much better uh, point from which to judge it rather than to hear it for the first time and say no yeah i mean for me this was um Something I always, uh, I always liked, and and that's why I always liked in in us in, in the design fight team that, that that we would not discard ideas, and especially right now. I mean, the, the last session where where we had this mind map and we we're planning a few new features and things, and and mm-hmm. there were a few features that somebody said, no, no, these are not you know good or whatever. I'm like, no, 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 show me, like for, like <laughs> let's put them there. We'll, we'll see, you know, maybe. Yeah. I mean, the we, the point of the exercise wasn't to to make a final design it was to map out things on which to work on exactly yeah. map, out, map, map out things on which to show me <laughs> right yes. 